Welcome to Scenes of Beauty, a platform that is here to empower you to embrace your most authentic self and celebrate your own version of beauty, whatever that might be. I'm Chloe and I'm making it my mission to help people find and live their truest selves. Self-care and skincare lover, Rachel Joy, today's guest on the show, is a very dear friend of mine. Uh, she's someone I met through work and I wanted to ask her onto the show because she is so profound she's so pure so elegant and so delightful to speak with she shares a lot a lot of interesting insight in this episode she talks a lot about self-care and her journey to being a better and more authentic truer version of herself she talks about her struggles with body image she talks about culture she talks about her past relationships and how they've affected her here's her version of beauty Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Hi, Rachel. Hi, Chloe. Welcome to the Scenes of Beauty podcast. Thank you for having me. (laughs) Thanks so much for coming. Um, So for the listeners, um, Rachel and I work together um, and we talk a lot. And so I think Rachel's super interesting and I think you've got some interesting stuff to share. So I wanted to invite you on. Um, Rachel loves skincare, but also... Am I right in saying uses skincare as like a self-love mechanism yeah. method? I'd, yeah, I'd say so. I feel like self. I feel like my love for skincare came from a place of looking inward yeah. and learning more about my own self-care and self-love okay. and self-awareness. I feel like I've just introduced you. Do you want to just introduce yourself and tell us who you are? <laughs> okay. Oh <dear. laughs> do what we do. Yeah. yeah okay. So um, I'm Rachel Joy, but you can call me Rachel. Um, I um, don't know where to start, actually. I hate that question, like, introduce yourself. Mm-hmm. Let me just tell you what I've done my entire life. <laughs> so I grew up in a very sort of, um, I grew up in a Filipino community, which meant learning about my culture. My parents didn't want me to forget where I came from and everything. So I was very much, I very much have ingrained in me the Filipino culture That included a lot of performing, so I did a lot of singing, and I think until my late 20s, singing was a huge part of me. Oh, I never ever knew that. No? Well, that's something that I'm working on, but I keep that to myself. Um, And then uh, career-wise, I've always done business development, so Mm -hmm. I started off doing that at a hedge fund, and then I did it in construction, um, which is really weird because for someone that did business development which is obviously you're constantly networking you're talking to a lot of people mm-hmm. um I hate that, <laughs> that I that ha- really surprised I know it surprises a lot of we people we have real good chat yeah but I mean it's like I throw me into a sea of people that I don't know mm-hmm. I I am like immersed in anxiety and I'm fine when I get there yeah. But the amount of work that I need to put into myself to put myself out there is a lot. And I'm sure you've heard that yeah, like with yeah. work and stuff and certain yeah, things. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I really, for someone that did business development and for someone that is, that likes, I love my own company. 
and I love being in the company of people that I love. I like more intimate settings. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't believe that I did business development for nearly 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> and then I started like working inwardly just towards my late 20s. And then I think it kind of, I think that kind, that work kind of led me into now doing something that I actually really love outside of work and at work. Yep. So here I am now at Skincare. So let's just backtrack a bit. So growing up in the Philippines. Yeah. Well, grew up here. Oh, okay. I was born and raised here. Okay. But the Filipino community okay. is huge in the UK. Okay. Like absolutely huge. Yeah. Yeah. Can you tell us a bit more about that? Because yeah. I don't know a ton about it. And okay. I think it's interesting to, we all have different backgrounds, right? Yeah. Regardless of culture. And that's something I'm learning as I grow. And actually I came to London <laughs> and I got such a wake up call for... People live in completely different ways. I'm yeah. from a small town and everyone lives relatively the same. Yeah. Um, and so I think it would just be interesting to share kind of what your community was and what that means to you now. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, when they say like it takes a village to raise a child. Yeah. I do feel like that was what it's, it was like when I was growing up. Yeah. Now looking at the Filipino community now, it's just normal. It's, I don't know how to say it, but it's like so integrated into the cosmopolitan of like England mm-hmm. that I don't really see it in like the younger generations of the Filipinos that I see now. Mm-hmm. Like, So growing up, um, I had very much so my like godparents. I have like six godparents who so loving. I had them in my life a lot like they were really really a part of my life um growing up and then um aside from that like my parents really wanted to make sure that we didn't forget the culture of the Philippines and it was the same as everyone that I grew up with in the town that I grew up in and so they would take us to festivals there was like there were these there were these huge festivals in Kent there was one in Hounslow every single year and when I was like four or five my mum decided that she wanted me to be a part of that me and my brothers so um she took us to this performing arts school uh which really paved like it really shaped my personality um from when I was a child and every Saturday nine to five we would go to this Filipino performing arts school and we would do cultural dances um we would learn how to speak Tagalog which is the dialect Mm -hmm. and we met people from London from all over the all over the UK and that was where we were every Saturday and to be honest with you I hated it (laughs) I hated that I I couldn't do anything else I wanted to stay at home and play or whatever but that's where I met my best friends I don't really have that many best friends Mm -hmm. or really close friends but the ones that I do have they're the ones that I grew up with you know, we did all of these, we did shows together. Um, yeah, it, it, it really shaped who I was. It gave me a confident, like, it gave me this trait of confidence, which doesn't always come out in my personality, which yeah. I think I still have. And also, like, singing, that was something that I felt really, really good at. Mm-hmm. And I hate to say this, but, like, as you grow up, as I grew up, sorry, and stepped out of being in that town that I lived in, left mm-hmm. that school, I really started to kind of retract yeah. and I lost some of that confidence. And then something in me when I was a child, which I'm working on now, um, told me that I shouldn't be proud of what I can, can't, what I can, what I can do. Yeah. So why do you think that is? Like why, one, why do you think you started to retract something that you were good at? Because I think it's something that we all do. Okay, I think one, to answer your first question, um, I experienced something in my early 20s, which I think shifted my entire personality and the way I looked at myself later on in my 20s, which mm-hmm. sounds sounds weird. And then two, what was your question? Um, can we talk about the thing that happened in your early 20s? Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. happy to talk about it because I think it's something that when I was, when it, when it went, when I went through it, it was so taboo. Like, mm-hmm. even in my early 20s when I was working at the hedge fund and everything, yeah. having anxiety was still not really accepted. You couldn't really talk about it. Yeah. But anyway, so in my early 20s, 
this is going to sound a bit deep, is that okay? Deep. With yeah, deep. okay. Go, go for it. I was in a really, I was in an abusive relationship. Mm-hmm. And then um, I think... Emotional, physical? Both. Yeah, um, and I think it's okay to be. I'm 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 pr- I'm proud to be able to say that I was in that relationship because yeah, it's what's it's what helped me become who I am today. Yeah. Look, okay, so um, what I wanted to what I want to point out of that is that yes, if you are a victim of domestic violence or even emo- like whether that's emotional or physical, mm-hmm. what I became then was I didn't want to be a victim. And I hated him and despised him for how he was treating me. But the thing that I know now is that I wasn't his victim. I just became a victim of my insecurities. Yeah. How How did you come to realise that? Well, so the way I see it, I realised that in my in my late twenties, just before I was turning thirty, when I was when I was well, I was already with my partner that I'm with now yeah. and he said something really, really um, powerful to me. It doesn't sound so powerful, but I can't remember why he said it, but he said to me, you, ca- you have to learn how to forgive him. You have yeah. to learn to forgive him yeah. so that you can forgive yourself. Yeah. Um, and what, what did he mean by that? I was incredibly insecure in my late 20s and it came out of nowhere and as I as I searched into that and tried to figure out why I really didn't like myself anymore it was um, I feel like it was something that manifested from how I was when I was in that relationship up until the relationship that I'm in now um so when I say that I became a victim of my insecurities at the time, that presented itself as a toxic person. Yeah. I punished him for the way he treated me, and that was my defense mechanism. And by doing that, I became someone that now I can say I really didn't like. Yeah. And that was just me protecting myself. And what can we talk about that time in terms of insecurity and a person that you didn't like? Because I think there's value in that for the listeners in. We'll talk about where you were versus okay. where you are now and yeah. how. Yeah. So um, the way it presented itself was I was just as um, toxic, if you like, as the person that I was with in my early 20s. But then um, in in my late 20s, out of nowhere, I just felt like I didn't know who I was. I, I don't know how to explain it, but the way I realised that I was acting as if I was someone that I didn't, I couldn't really relate to was that just really simple things like having a job that I hated and that I, I didn't feel good in, I didn't feel like I could excel in, um, putting on lots of makeup. It sounds yeah. so basic, yeah, no. but really hiding behind a mask. That's, so, that's kind of why I'm doing a podcast because I think... There are a lot of people who are doing the same thing yeah. for different reasons, for thousands of different reasons, for social media, for personal, for whatever, for status. But I think it's a very valid point. Yeah. I think you do. Yeah. Anyway, I think, carry on. you know, we have these insecurities and we overcompensate by presenting ourselves as someone else to the world. So that might mean finding a job where I'm throwing myself at people and I really hate it. It's not who I really am yeah. so I was doing and is that a, for example is that a self-punishment I think so yeah it's basically to me it's it's not recognizing your highest self-worth and instead you're acting you're living your life with the with low self-worth yeah and you're trying to overcompensate what you're lacking which is not knowing who you really are yeah. by being something that you think is going to make that better yeah. does that make sense yeah, yeah. so like Two really clear examples to me was um, is being in a job where I really asserted myself in front of people, you know, being that personality, being successful in a job that I really didn't enjoy. And then number two, just hiding behind a physical mask of putting on makeup and dressing in a way that I didn't even want to dress, you know, just not being me. So you were essentially putting on a mask and a shield both emotionally and physically. Yeah. 
Exactly. It's so interesting, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. And it's the, so mad what <laughs> we do as people as to cope. It's yeah. so strange. Can I ask, have you been to therapy? No. 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 Do you have thoughts around therapy? I'd love to have a therapist. <laughs> I would love to have a therapist. I don't know what stopped me, to be honest. I think I I think I I'm, I champion therapy. I really do. I don't think that there's anything wrong with it. If you can have a therapist, if you can afford to have a therapist, you know, you can even, like, go to the NHS and ask for yeah, work yeah. on that as, as well. Like, I really do recommend it, uh, even though I've never had it. But um, for me, I want to be able to understand what's going on in my mind and to really be raw with myself. It's hard. How do you even start to do that? Because I feel we've been on similar journeys. And this yeah. Is why we, Rachel and I chat a lot <laughs> about a lot of crap, but we just chat and it's really yeah. interesting. Um, and, and this is how this has come about because we, yeah, chat yeah. about similar things. We've got a lot in common. But how do you start to pull apart your own internal mind? Okay. Because I think it's a massive... I want to say devil. I don't think it is a devil, but I think it's if you are feeling flat about yourself, there's probably a better way to phrase it, but if you are feeling flat about yourself, how do you, one, God, we could talk about this for hours, but recognition (laughs) is a massive thing. I think there's a lot of people who are in these situations and have no clue that they're even, I think think they're on autopilot or... This is how they've been told they need to live or social media tells them to live this way or their parents live this way and they get to whenever and they're in a situation that they're so deep in that they can't get out of. Mm. So one, I think recognition is so important. So well done for like, it's it's mad. Um, And then how do you even, yeah, start to pull apart your mind to then strengthen it, I guess? Strengthen the value? Is that yeah. how? That's a hard question. I think... Um, was that time when your partner uh, said that to you? Was that the first time you were like... It was a revelation. Bulb? And how long was that after the relationship? So the the, uh, the abusive relationship uh, ended around 2000 and 12 maybe even before that oh 2010 2011 okay and I met my partner in 2013 okay and then he said that just before I turned 30 which was 2016 2000 so that was a good five years yeah, and that's time. interesting and was that literally the first time that you were like ding yeah like it was something that yeah it really was actually like I've always been self-aware I've yeah, always journaled yeah. I've been journaling since I was a kid my dad always used to like buy me notebooks, whatever. I've always done that. But um, it, it was just something that he said that where he, you know, he knows about my past. And for him to say, Rachel, you have to learn how to forgive this person yeah. was really powerful to me. Yeah. And I think, you know, I don't want to give anyone else credit for the work that I've done on myself. Yeah. But it really does help to have people around you who really love you, who understand your insecurities. They... They're there for you, but they don't pander to them. Yeah. They yeah. really don't pander to them. Yeah. And so even though he was, you know, I have a wonderful partner. I, I love him so much. Like, um, But he's the type of person that taught me to be independent. Yeah. And um, I think it's so important to understand your own insecurities and to know where you're really feeding into them, but then to also have people around you who will say, yeah. this is you have this to work you, on yeah. this yeah you have to think, work on this yeah there's that whole movement at the moment about being independent before being with someone and yeah. not letting someone be your independence like it's, absolutely it's so true but let's talk about when Robert yeah when Robert said that um what happened then what what was that journey <laughs> um <laughs> well I started like I've always been, right, so my authentic self, right, I am inspired by people. Mm -hmm. I will, 
expand myself by listening to people on podcasts who expand me. I'll look at art because it's colourful and it makes my emotions feel a certain way. Like, I just did things that I used the journeys that I had to go to work every morning to listen to things that inspired me. I would basically build my own knowledge, build my library of self-awareness up and so that I could have so many different tools to help myself because I just knew that I didn't want to feel the way I felt anymore. Mm-hmm. Oh, so it's I, almost like a trapped yeah, it's, cage. Isn't yeah, it? exactly. So um, it sounds really silly, but I just started listening to loads of different podcasts. But the way that I knew what I wanted to do, um, the way that I knew what I needed, sorry, was and what I needed to look for for help was I journaled. I journaled a lot. I journaled every day. Yeah. What is, because there's hundreds of different methods of journaling and I'm super duper new to it, but tell us what your, what journaling is to you. What is, what's the daily practice? What does it mean to you? Um, well, with any daily practice, first of all, I never force it. Yeah. I set myself an expectation to do something every day and to have a routine, but it's okay if I don't do it. So I think the first one is to realise that like you don't have to always do these routines. That's such a good point because, you know, you listen to Jay Shetty and you listen to Stephen Bartlett or you listen to whoever and, well, not Stephen Bartlett, Stephen doesn't have these, like, talk about that, but you listen to all of these philosophies of do this in the morning, do this in the morning, do this in the morning, switch off at 7 o'clock and do this. And then you write all this down and you're like, how the hell do I fit all this yeah, in a day? Exactly, I have yeah. to work, I have to eat, I have to gym, I have to walk, I have to podcast. And it's not. So I think that is such a good thing of yeah. pick maybe one or two things yeah. that you want to put in every day, whether that's switching off for five minutes, putting your phone down for an hour, going to the gym, walking. I think just a couple is yeah. enough. Even just breathing. Like, so yeah. like, yeah. like, when yeah. I, if I, do, right, so I love to have a routine. I'm not going to lie, I really do. Um, work towards achieving a routine every day and having a basic routine for myself because that what that's kind of what grounds me and allows me to have a good day but when I don't get to do those things I no longer feel bad about it yeah. and instead what I do is I'm just you know I'm aware of it but then I stay aware about I stay aware of my feelings throughout the day yeah how because that's something that I find quite difficult to have a conscious part of my brain check in mm-hmm. a lot of the time yeah and I think it's something I'm learning and this is what I learned from journaling is previously I'd never checked in with myself mm. daily I had at a point where it was probably too late and I'm in a crisis thinking how the hell do yeah. I get out of this having like consecutive bad days but doing it daily completely changed yeah. my life so how do you start I guess it's just practice right to just check in all the time yeah I think the hardest thing I don't know about you but for me even with journaling there would be there would often be times where I don't want to write something down yeah it's almost like why am I resisting this yeah someone going to read my journal yeah that's interesting um and like there'd be something that's that's something that I really worked in because I'd noticed that I would stop and just change how I how what I wanted to say that was in my mind I would just stop and then maybe write it in a different way like almost like I don't want to be honest with myself but this is a journal where nobody's going to read it so the way is the time to be writing it yeah so this is so the way I journal is I just write whatever comes to my head. Sometimes it doesn't make sense. Sometimes it's super random. Sometimes I would be like writing something really deep and then all of a sudden I'm like, oh, like this bird just flew by. Like, you know, yeah. it's just like crazy. My, my mind is so busy. So I literally just put everything onto paper just so that it clears myself. And then, you know, like, have you ever woken up and you feel really sh- like crap? Yeah. yeah. And you don't know, yeah. you don't know why. You've just woken up. Yeah. Write it down. Yeah. yeah like yeah. just feel into how you're feeling and uh, you know sometimes I write uh, sometimes I journal by starting with things that I'm grateful for or sometimes I write about I start my journal with I really didn't like what happened yesterday yeah, I'm not yeah. grateful for that but yeah but this is what I'm going to do about it like it's okay yeah. like people aren't perfect you yeah. know I'm not perfect yeah. I think when you just start to like pour out your feelings onto a piece of paper be really honest with yourself which is which in itself is a real practice yeah I think that's where journaling can really start to help you. It's it's interesting because I 
did a post about journaling and a couple of my friends I have the Roxy Diffusi journal yeah. and a couple of my friends bought it and one of them messaged me and said how so at the beginning of the journal you write about yourself right. and you write where you are now versus where you want to be in 12 weeks it's a 12 week mm. journal you write if nothing was holding you back what would your life be like so basically manifesting yeah yeah um and all of these different questions about yourself and one of my friends messaged and said how the hell did you write this journal it's so intimidating and I was like intimidating how you're writing about yourself yeah to yourself and honestly I think people are so scared of what's within that they ignore it and ignore it and ignore it and that frightens that I actually could cry like that I was frightens the hell out of it actually makes me feel a bit sick yeah and so it's wh- where if someone is like that how do you I'm actually gonna cry <laughs> don't cry because I'm not crying <laughs> if someone does feel like okay. that how mm. how do they start because it it's almost so let's just say there's this person that I know who you can tell is ridden with insecurities and no matter how many times they come to you for help you could offer them the help but but they don't want to accept it and I think the very first step is being aware but the only way that you're going to be aware is by accepting well not even accepting is by wanting to make a change I think but is that the recognition that we were talking about earlier because for me if somebody is on this treadmill of dread that's going and going and going and they're in a cage that they don't know how to get out of it's really hard because people unless they do it for themselves they can't Mm. recognize what situation they're in is that right yeah no it is right but I think they must do because you know how you feel if you're feeling crap for help right yeah yeah if you but they they probably don't even know that they're asking for help as well like if you feel really horrible if you feel down you're going to be aware of feeling down. Like, you you know your feelings. Your feelings are real. Yeah. It's whether or not you want to listen to them. Yeah, yeah. So if you want, if you say, I'm feeling shit today, are you going to do something about it? Yeah. And I think yeah. you have to have that drive to do something about it because, work, like, working on yourself is literally, like, working on your body, like, if you think of it in a fitness way. Like, it's a work in progress, and you have to get yeah. yourself there. Yeah. I, I don't really... I honestly don't know what to say about yeah. how to get someone to rep to realize that apart from don't complicate it. Yeah. Like if you if you're feeling in a bad way, ask yourself why. Complication is something so interesting because I've been thinking about this a lot and actually I started with an idea of the name scenes of beauty a long time ago and I didn't know what it was, I didn't know what it meant and I didn't know where it was going or what anything. I just knew that I wanted to talk about something yeah, yeah, within yeah. and what I'm learning about and what I started looking at is we work in the beauty industry and where did beauty come from like how did it even begin and so it's all of these beauty heroines Estee Lauder, Coco Chanel, um, these vintage brands and they basically just wanted to enhance their beauty they didn't want to put on yeah. slap on a load of makeup yeah, yeah. and walk out of the door unrecognizable they didn't want to do that they wanted to express feel good yeah like, they wanted yeah, to yeah. yeah um and so you look at it today and it is mad the yeah. which is fine it's fine um but it had me thinking like how have we gone from that to this and even in my parents era things were still quite simple and it's technology isn't it and this is how you know everyone's got access to everything now which complicates everything but it makes me feel sad because everything now is so complicated and it's so overwhelming and you know the beauty industry is overwhelming and it's so artificial and superficial yet there is a lot of authenticity coming through at the moment so it's an interesting time but it just with self-care and self-love and recognition and all of that stuff it is one of those where do you start because we do tend to yeah overcomplicate everything massively yeah it's i think interesting i don't know i think with social media it heightens everything doesn't it like 
So let's talk about skincare. You have a Instagram page mm-hmm. about skincare and what I love about it is, I mean, you're super knowledgeable about it. You, you know, we work for a skincare brand and what I like about your page and what I like about you, Rachel, is <laughs> this is so cringe to just say it to your face. Why do you find this so Shall I weird? look away? <laughs> it's okay. I'm a cringy person. So. <laughs> but you are so pure and so honest and so real and I find it quite refreshing and and like I love it and it really comes through in your page but we were talking prior to recording this and actually I thought you were just someone who loved skincare and it was kind of a part of you which it is but talk to us about your relationship with skincare and how that came about. So you know when I I've always loved beauty. I've always loved it. But so, you know, when I said that I started, you know, I was masking myself with makeup. Yeah. And after that, you've got to forgive yourself, Rachel, or you've got to forgive blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, I realized that I was hiding behind this mask. And so I challenged myself. And I um, and I was at that I was at a job in at a job that I really didn't like. Um, and I challenged myself to not wear makeup to work at all to anything. For why, three, why was that? Because. It was like, why are you hiding behind, why are you doing this? Like, you don't even like makeup. I really don't like wearing too much makeup. And why why are you being this way kind of thing? So I just thought, oh, you know what? I'm just going to challenge myself. I'm just not going to wear makeup and see how I feel. And it was awful. The first week was really difficult to go into work. I just felt like I didn't really feel comfortable. It was almost like, you know when you wear a lot of makeup? And you're going to a, a really nice event and you put on a lot of makeup. Sometimes you can feel the makeup and you're like, yeah, yeah this is really lovely, but I can't wait to wash it off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was like feels heavy. Yeah, it was like the opposite. It was like my bare skin felt heavy because I wasn't used to, I wasn't comfortable in my own skin yeah. physically and That's emotionally. Kind of yeah. But I did it. And um, that's kind of where my love for skincare began began because I know I started to really get to know my skin by accident and this was beyond vanity it was just like oh I've got quite a lot of hyperpigmentation what's that or you know I've got these dark patches what does that mean you know so I started to really research yeah and because I wasn't wearing makeup anymore I could actually see my skin Mm -hmm. so um I learned about what my skin actually looked like so I just did some research on into it and then that's just how I became into skincare I just did my own research for my own skin not for anyone else's I wasn't too interested about what what else what was going on within the trends and stuff I just wanted to know about how to get rid of my hyperpigmentation how to get rid of my dehydrated skin and then that's basically how the journey this mother's day celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from blue nile Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well. HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm just by trying to like nurture my skin because I wasn't wearing makeup anymore I just really wanted to feel good at it and so is skincare now kind of a daily ritual Mm -hmm. is it a how does it make you feel so um at that time this is this kind of like you know how you ask how do you find your way when you're when you're feeling insecure and stuff how do you get out of that well it accidentally became part of my ritual every single morning because I used to get up really early to get into London and I would prioritize 10 minutes in the morning when I woke up to become present in what I was doing and that's when I did my skincare and so I was in a good place in a good state of mind 
and I didn't even realize it but by doing that that ritual in the morning I was in a good place and a good state of mind to go into work which I didn't enjoy and then I would come back and you know I wouldn't I'd be so excited to just like wash the day away and have that ritual and then I realized that actually that was a really huge part of of what I was doing it really helped me um mentally and I only realized that when I started listening to more and more podcasts where they kept where they keep saying you know make sure you have a daily routine and I realized I already had a daily routine and that was really helping me and I think that self-awareness of having that routine also helped me on my journey of of looking inward so yeah yeah, it, it I love skincare so much I love beauty I love trying different products I enjoy it but it really is a secondary yeah. to my my own journey, if that makes sense. Yeah, it's it's interesting, isn't it? Because I think starting and ending your day in a good way mm. actually completely that's a game changer. Yeah. And it's it's that thing of everyone like harps on about it, but don't look at your phone in the morning because actually you set your day by what you're seeing yeah, yeah and it's not conscious it's subconscious so you don't even know it's like the things you learn as a kid like we now have to try and unlearn all the, mm. the bad stuff because we all want to be better like that's yeah, yeah. what's happening at the minute isn't it and so it is setting your intentions for the day subconsciously with mm. something that you know that you like yeah and then you have something to look forward to I'm doing a thing at the moment where trying to end the day on something that is positive rather than looking at my phone and actually I'm quite good at my phone I'm, I do turn it off and I it Me goes too. away and I don't like I actually don't like being on it a yeah. lot but you do sometimes default to just yeah. scrolling or whatever but you're and okay then, without it yeah, yeah yeah same and then you sit there and you're looking and then you've told yourself a hundred times that so-and-so's life's better than yours and, da, da, da. and it just and then you go to bed and then there in your thoughts all night, mm. the next morning you wake up feeling probably crap about yourself because that's what's been journeying like through your mind. And so I do this thing where I do something positive where it's either is it listening to music. I do a lot of writing at the minute. So I do a lot of not so much journaling, but where I want to be and how I want to get there. Goal setting, yeah, I yeah. guess. Um, and then affirmations Mm. or talking to my sister or doing something and I just think it completely changes yeah it shifts it's really yeah it is it's interesting that's really good I think also we can shift you know like what you said about scrolling and looking at people's lives and comparing yourself to them um without sounding harsh and it's not it's everybody right we all have whether or not we want to admit it we all do have a part of jealousy in us yeah that's what makes us insecure but the way that I see it is if if I am jealous of someone the way I see it now not always it hasn't always been this way so if I'm jealous of someone or if I feel that envy towards someone and something's triggering inside me like I don't want to see them on my feed because they think they're so much better than me the way I look at it is actually they're doing something that I wish I see aspects in them which yeah. I wish I had in myself. Yeah, yeah. So rather than being jealous or, or having that envy, I've shifted my mind to think that person has something that I want. Yeah, yeah. So I'm going to be inspired by them. Yeah, yeah. And so I think I think that's the, the thing with um, social media is that we look at things in a different way because we've been wired as a as a society to be jealous. Yeah. This person thinks they're better than you because they have this or you can't have this. But actually, you can have what you want to have. Yeah. You just have to put yourself onto that path. And so, like, whenever I see, whenever I am scrolling, I'm very mindful about how I feel about certain things. And I will look at someone, like a really beautiful woman, and feel... I'll go through the stages of self-sabotage. Oh, I can never be that beautiful. Oh, they have everything I don't have. And then I'll journal about it and I think actually they have aspects of life that I wish I had they're looking after their body yeah but you know just these kinds of different things like um yeah I don't know I I think that's I think I think for me that's been another thing where I want to be expanded so whenever whenever there is someone that gives me that opportunity to actually look inward and, and ask myself why am I feeling that way yeah then I just use that as a way of like bettering myself yeah um let's talk about body image yeah do we go there yeah we we can 
Yeah, we can. Totally. <laughs> okay, so um, again, we've spoken about this briefly, but there is a huge movement at the moment about body image and it's more accepting to be not a size six and to have a real mm. body and but I know it's something that we've both struggled with in the past so do you want to talk about yeah. your relationship with yourself <laughs> sure um I never really cared about what I looked like until my late 20s mm-hmm. <laughs> everything's coming out now <laughs> um <laughs> I never cared yeah, about the way I looked <laughs> Yeah, and that's what insecurities can do to you, right? Like, you start looking at things that you never even cared about before. Yeah. But then I've always had... An, I think I've always had problems with my weight. Because when I was a kid, I was really small. I was very skinny. I had really long hair. And there's this one memory that I have, which I now know is probably, like, the root of this because I was shamed about how I looked. In what way? So I was wearing this really beautiful dress and we were having a party at my house at home I think I'm, I was younger than 10 and this mother and daughter came up to me and I was like oh do you like my dress like because I was quite you know I wasn't a shy girl and they're like you look so skinny in this dress huh? and um they made I remember my lips quivering I really wanted to cry and they're like oh you need to put on a weight you look so unhealthy and so that happened and I just forgot about it but I still have that memory in my head and every time I've gone through phases of heartbreak or just really whenever I'm down, I always self-sabotage through my... I now know, I now realise that I self-sabotage by not really eating and not really nourishing my body and caring too much about what I've eaten but not actually wanting to do the work with being healthy, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so that's a relationship with between your mind and body, isn't it? Between yeah, yeah. To one... From yeah. one to the other. Yeah, and um, I wouldn't say I've ever been overweight. I wouldn't say I've been entirely, like, underweight. But there's always this part of me which, you know, I will look in the mirror and be like, oh, I've eaten too much today. It's, it's... The thing we have to remember here is, like, words are really powerful. Yeah. And from one statement, it can spiral and spiral and spiral. Yeah. And so... You've got to be really careful with what yeah. you're saying. So how is your relationship with your body now? I'm working on it. Yeah. It's still not it's still not 100%. I still feel fat sometimes. I'm not just gonna, I think that's something we all Yeah, feel. I know, but yeah, it is true, but and I and I want to say that it's it's relative to everyone. Like yeah. I think people say that will hear me say that and attack me for saying that and I've had that, you know, like where I attack you for saying I feel really? fat. Where I've said Why? it, I don't know. Where it's like, you know, I've said it in a place where I feel safe. I'll never say that to a stranger, yeah, yeah. and I'm mindful about how other people might feel about their bodies. But if you're in a safe space and then you say that, and it's just like, oh, you're you're ridiculous. But what they don't understand is not it's not actually about your body image. It's actually about your connection to your body as a person and what's in your mind and your emotions and it's self worth, right? So it's not necessarily that I actually do believe I'm fat and that I. You know, it's it's just how I feel about myself in that moment in time and how worthy I feel. And it's just manifesting outwards yeah. into words. And um, It's I really know. hard to have that belief if you don't have it or if you did have it and then you're told otherwise. Yeah. It's really, really yeah. tricky, isn't it? Yeah. And I think I am going through a, f- a few health things at the moment, nothing serious, but I'm on this journey of really understanding what my body feels like how I feel, I'm, I'm hyper aware of what's wrong with my body, what's right with my body in terms of health, like not physical. Um, and so I'm on this journey of really trying to nourish my body with what it needs and listening to what it, what it needs, whether that is good food, whether that is sleep, um, whether it's fulfilling a craving, because you can't yeah. punish yourself all the time. You have yeah. to like just know your barriers, I think. Yeah, yeah. so... To answer your question, it's a work in progress, but it is actually a really huge focus of mine at the moment. Yeah. I also think body fits into ritual. Um, and I have mm. this thing about move it, love it, respect it. Yeah. And um, and I do that because I walk every morning. Amazing. Now. And I do it because I get up. I literally get up, get dressed, have a glass of water, leave. 
Mm. And I do it every single morning. And it makes me feel alive, which yeah. is whatever. But it sounds a bit like airy-fairy, but... I get it. It it makes me move. And movement for me is a massive thing. Um, and it just sets your energy up for the day. And I think... Again, we sit on our phones and we sit down and we all work at desks and we're not moving. And yeah. so how can you have a good relationship with your body when you're not using it for what it's meant for, to move and, like, to hold you? And, like, it's... Yeah. it's no, I agree. Yeah, people need to respect their body and, and love it and respect it a lot more. And I think if you start to do that, your relationship with it gets a hell of a lot stronger. I agree. I, I love, really do. I love yoga. Yeah. I really, really love yoga. It's a form of meditation for me. And, yeah. you know, there have been times where it sounds really silly, but, mm-hmm. you know, where I've been in yoga sessions, um, at the end I've cried yeah, and I don't yeah. know why I'm crying. And, and it's, it's like euphoric, because, right? Yeah, it's exactly, that's exactly yeah. it. It's euphoric. And actually, like, you know, when it, right, because like, we're talking about our bodies and nourishing it, like, all of these things that you see on social media about having a daily routine, you know, and, it having to be this way and that way and you having to get off your phone etc cetera, etc cetera. to me self-care isn't about vibey routines and fancy or no, vibey or fancy routines it's about listening to what your mind and your body is saying and nourishing that and being aware of that so that for me is like number one always it's taking bits of things that work for you yeah I always say this about relationships because I'm not in a relationship but I'm surrounded by people that are and I have a very small circle, but I have a very close small circle. Yeah. And I talk to my friends and siblings and family members every single day. And I am close to their relationships. And so what I do is I think, oh, I like that. Not so much that. <laughs> and I like that. But it's yeah. the same thing of social media is a great, I think it's great. I think it's so great. I love it. But it's taking from it, my best friend says about everything take the good leave the bad yeah so the good and the bad to everyone is completely different Mm. so take what works for you again going back to that one and two things daily rituals take the good and what works for you and leave what doesn't like just because someone else is doing it doesn't have to be you like it doesn't have to be what works for you um and respecting what what works for others as well yeah, yeah 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 it's interesting um, let's move on to mechanism. Mechanism. Yeah, mechanisms. Yeah. <laughs> let's. We've talked a bit about coping mechanisms, yeah. and I know you are. I want to say into this, but you know a bit about. You know, you, we've talked about being self-aware and looking inwards and self-love yeah. and that kind of thing. So you've gone on a journey from Rachel, who was twenty-five, not in a good place, to Rachel, who is. Whoa! <laughs> Rachel just told me she's thirty-five. You are not thirty-five. I am. I, just, I turned thirty-five in November. Oh my gosh, Rachel! <laughs> Rachel looks so young. <laughs> I you no, I didn't. Okay. Um, so Rachel, who is been on this journey of self-love and finding yourself, mm. and along the way, you've come across things that work for you. Yeah. You've probably come across things that you've tried that don't work for you. And you, I know you dig a bit deeper and find things hmm. that could potentially work for you. Yeah. So let's talk about that because okay. you've got some interesting stuff to share okay. here. So um, a part of wanting to be someone that I wasn't feeling that I was, but really knowing that I could be better, is about is um, manifesting came into it, right? Yeah. Can we just, I think manifesting to different people is different things. Yes. Yeah. Can we check, what's your version of okay. manifesting? It has changed so many times. It really, really has. Yeah. Everybody, well, not everybody, but a lot of people who wanted to manifest something great in their life has heard about or read The Secret. Yeah. Right, so you start off there. This is, this is my oh, journey. I love the secret. So I you, literally read a chapter and I get so excited. Okay, yeah. I am like, I'm going to wake up and my life has changed. <laughs> exactly, right? You know what? I used to have the um, this 365 days of of um the secret it was like every day you read a quote i yeah. don't know if you've got that if you haven't i haven't read it, it but yeah i'm gonna okay. get it for you yeah. yeah um and um i think with the secret you have to take it with a pinch of salt yeah but as someone that is beginning on their manifesting journey they're gonna read this and be like what 
Like, yeah. okay, yeah, this is what I need to do. But there isn't... I might have checked myself every day <laughs> and I'm going to be a millionaire tomorrow. <laughs> like, it's that kind of... But, yeah, exactly. exactly I think there's, yeah. some, there's something in it. There but, is yeah. definitely something in it. And I wouldn't have started my journey of manifesting if I didn't. Yeah, yeah. So. And you know what, actually? The person that... Um, I was at an airport and this this kid, this Asian kid, gave me this... Uh, this is so random. Gave me this book and it, it was a secret. But it was, it was... Had you already read it at this point? No. Oh. I hadn't, so this is how I got to it. Like, Shut up. I'm not, but it wasn't, it wasn't even like the book. It was just, um, it was just bound. It was paper bound. And you know what I did? I gave it to my boyfriend. I I don't know know what this is. But it was really sweet. This this kid gave me this. And then, um, and then I read something called the Celestine Prophecy. I'm, I'm veering off. I read something called the Celestine Prophecy, which again is really amazing. I really recommend that as a read. Um, and then I can't remember what happened, but I went back to reading The Secret and then that's where my my manifesting journey began. Yeah. And so between then and now, I've done so many different techniques of manifesting, you know. Some of them are really woo-woo and just like, in my opinion, and it's just like, <laughs> if I think this, this is going to happen. If I act like this, this is going to happen. If I yeah. wear these clothes, I think this person that I want to be yeah. is going to wear, it's going to happen. But in every single thing that I've tried when it comes to manifesting to be the better person that I am now and to have all of these coping mechanisms, none of them ever told me to look within myself. Yeah. And that that's why what I'm doing now, which is I'm part of this community called To Be Magnetic. Mm-hmm. I feel like I've heard of this somewhere. I might have, I might have told you about it yeah, as you well. Have, and I'm, yeah. I sometimes share a bits of it on my, on my stories. I think that's where I've seen it. But I'm resistant to share it because I... It's not that I don't want to share how amazing it is because when I share it, it's because I really want to share with people like these quotes and whatever. Yeah. But it's really personal to me. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I don't think I'm in a place where I can like start telling people what to do and, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so, um, so what what is it? What is the community? It is about manifesting the life that you want to live. But mm-hmm. in order to manifest the life that you want to live, you have to understand who you are. Like, yeah. like honestly and authentically it's a deeper thing than you can't just write down who you are now versus who you want to be you've got to go inwards haven't you absolutely scaring you check how you're feeling why are you triggered in certain things like because the point of it is like if you can't be who you truly are and you want to have this life that you want to you want to have and you know that you want it because you 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 want it because your intuition is telling you that you want it so that is a part of you right you're not going to get there if you've got blocks. Yeah. And those blocks are things like triggers, things that really bother you. Like, why are you triggered? Um, why do you react in this certain way? Why do you get angry? Like, all of those things are blocks. And if you don't understand the blocks that you have in life, and it's just a really good way, a way, um, a way of being self-aware as well, is like, you're never going to get what you want because you're always going to stop yourself. Yeah. You're going to resist things that you deserve because of the subconscious telling your subconscious telling you you don't deserve that yeah. or you know your shadow self which I've mentioned to you previously telling yeah, yeah. you oh no don't don't go there because that's that's not for you like you yeah, don't deserve that zone, yeah. that's shameful that's yeah, yeah yeah you know so um it's a place where it really just tells you to it, it teaches you to be yourself and to work on the things that are stopping you from being yourself to work on the things that trigger you because all of these things will stop you from getting what you want and manifesting the life is really manifesting your life is something that you have to do it's not going to come to you the work that you need to get the um the work that you need to do to get there is is a work in progress but if you know how to do it because you're self-aware yeah you'll get the life that you want because you'll make sure you get the life that you want yeah and i think there's something in being true to yourself which is a kind of the whole ethos and point of this podcast in its entirety is learning to be you which a lot of us even me I find really hard at times I find it hard and it's yeah in comes in leaps and bounds and some days I can go for weeks and feel great and other times I'm like I don't know who I am like and it's really hard um especially when now you know online is so accessible and you're pulled in a hundred different directions of their life looks great or I want to be doing a bit of that and it is that going it all ties in doesn't it and so I think 
it's interesting what you said about going inwards because I think you're right. I haven't. I mean, there are a few books that I've read that do talk about it in depth, but there are some that just don't even touch that. So it's it's it basically, a bit of an epiphany what, you, with what you've just said. Like, well, yeah, it's, it's just like true. some some people just say, right, if you want to, if you want this, you act like you've got it. Yeah, journal like. I don't know, act like you've got it and be the person that you want to be. But actually, you could that's actually be that person. That's actually the point, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's great that people, like, they're, all of these things, like, I think everybody has to go in their own journey in manifesting the life that they want to live. But all of these things that I've, re- I've read, I've actually tried to practice, they're really great tools to learn about actually what works for you and what doesn't. Yeah. So I don't, yeah, yeah. you know, I'm not saying that all of those things that I've read that were wrong in inverted commas were not right for me. Because they taught me something. Yeah, yeah. It taught, they, they brought me to where I am now in terms of my journey. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Um, can we talk about shadowing? Because we're, <laughs> 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 we're <It's> laughing. So <laughs> because um, Rachel sent me this whole big thing on, on Slack, which is how we communicate at work. We do work <laughs> also sometimes. Um, <laughs> but Rachel sent me this whole big script about shadowing. And I actually didn't read it for a few days. <laughs> and then I was like, Rachel sent me this big thing. What was it about? Yeah. So I read it and I was like, Rachel, this is so interesting. <laughs> so talk to me about shadowing because I think it's it actually makes me excited. <laughs> okay, so like getting to know yourself, you have to you have to like know um you know, when you get triggered when you react to something, whether that's anger or shame. So trigger is... Um, it's like a reaction. It's a feeling. Within. Yeah. When something happens, it's a sh- internal shake. Yeah, right? Yeah. So if someone says something to you and, and you just feel like, oh, why? why? Yeah, you're frustration. You're angry. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Or it can, you know, you can feel triggered by sadness or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. When you're triggered, there's a, you know, that feeling comes from somewhere. And the whole aspect of, of um, shadowing is that we all have qualities, most of us have qualities, where we... <laughs> well, I didn't want to speak for everyone, just in case, but like... <laughs> we all have qualities which we see as unlovable. Yes. Yeah. And that's because when we were younger, we either experienced something that made us feel shame, or it was traumatic, or we've witnessed someone else we've witnessed someone else experience pain or shame. Isn't it interesting that there's a few times where you've said things throughout this or we've been talking. A lot of our insecurities come from external. Mm. And you know those kids who are like only children and they are oozing confidence and they just have so much self-love and you wonder why. And I'm not, this is very stereotypical, but their parents just love them, love them. There's only one of them. Love, 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 love. This is my little precious bundle of joy. I'm not saying that's not the same for when you've got siblings or whatever, but just it was the first thing that came to my head. But it's interesting that a lot of negativity or negative thoughts about ourselves always come from external. We would never just make something up and tell ourselves we're bad at it because that we get told it externally. Yeah. I don't know where I'm going with it, but I just it's just interesting. I think what you're trying to say is our natural state of being is is just joy it's just joy and love and being proud of who you are and not being ashamed of that yeah so your shadow self is you know you place those aspects those qualities that you see as unlovable into your shadow self so when you grow when you as you grow up and in your adult life they sit there in your subconscious level telling you that you have a low Mm self-worth and then it manifests in certain things whether you overcompensate for things or whether you um I don't know, you, you judge people yeah. because of your shadow self. Yeah. I don't know. So it's like something that you have to learn to understand what your shadow self is in your subconscious so that you can no longer be triggered and yeah. you can let go of that person that's telling you that you can't be this person, you can't be your high self-worth because yeah. actually you can and it's someone telling you that you can't, it's actually you. I want to say something here because I have had therapy and yeah. till recently... And I kept saying to her, and I'm saying it because I think it, anyway, people might relate and I think people might learn something from it or it might trigger something in them. I have this like heavy thing in my stomach sometimes and it's almost like, to visualise, it's almost like 
a bag of carried doubt and it feels physically heavy and it's not like a pain it's like a thing it's like a yeah, I don't a know yeah a weight um, and I spoke to her a lot about that and she was and I was like is it where I'm carrying feeling like and maybe that is a shadow and maybe it's a similar yeah 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 I'm I just mean, thinking if, like if people are listening and they're feeling the same thing because I was always like is it anxiety but I'm not sure I have anxiety I'm quite good at walking into situations I do get nervous and yeah. I get scared and stuff I was like, I don't think it's anxiety. What is it? And I think when you're talking about shadowing, I think that's a place where I carry these fears. These qualities, yeah. So I think, yeah. yeah, I'm just saying it in case anyone's listening and they have the same thing and yeah. it's just an interesting it, conversation to have with yourself. Yeah, no, I think that's really interesting. And I think, you know, they it manifests. You know how, like, when we're triggered, when we feel a certain way, it's... The way I see it is that it's when, how do I say this? When I'm faced with situations that I'm uncomfortable with, I feel like it's life telling me. I don't want to say the universe because some people will then listen and think this is too airy-fairy. But I do think that life shows you things where you need to work. So um, if you, I don't know, if if someone judges people because they are dramatic, Maybe they've seen someone or maybe they were dramatic when they were younger and they were told off for it and made to feel really horrible about it. So in their adult life, they judge someone because they're dramatic. Um, That's that's life telling you, right, you need to work on this area because they've done nothing apart from just being who they are. Being dramatic doesn't mean that it's not a safe space. It doesn't mean that you you can't, you know, being vulnerable isn't isn't a dangerous place to be so it's okay to be who you want to be and I think life is really wonderful in that sense where it really shows you where you need to work on yourself like life is on our side the universe is on our side like it wants you to be your best self and so like whenever you feel those triggers or whenever you feel that feeling like ask yourself like what is that and then you can really help yourself and maybe I don't know work on it but that's basically what shadowing is it's just like it's like a little I visualize mine as um <laughs> it's a really like it's just very this sad looking shadow like it's so it's like I have a really clear vision a of physical it. shadow yeah it's of like me, in fact you know what I I see myself like when I was a kid and I had this long dark hair and it's always in front of my face but I was just but sad inside you know yeah and it's not like I grew up in a really sad family yeah but it's just, I don't even know where it came from. But that's how I see myself. I can even see the dress that I'm wearing. You know, it's really strange. Do you know what I think is interesting about it? You basically, the, the feelings, the triggers are in your shadow. They are, yeah. They're not in you. And so, exactly, but yeah. they still are in you. Yeah, yeah, course, yeah, yeah. And you still feel them. But I think what I learned from therapy is, or what I'm learning about when I listen to a lot of this stuff, feelings and thoughts two different things Mm. so you can talk to your thoughts from your talk to your feelings from your thoughts from your mind right that's so cool no I I know what you're saying yeah you talk this is what therapy taught me you basically you have control over your mind not so much your feelings therefore you control your mind to talk to your feelings and so if you that relates to um, shadowing because if you can tell your feelings to go into your shadow yeah then they they you're dealing with them and then you're talking to them and it's that relationship between mind and body and feelings all the time yeah think is that making sense yeah no, no that makes sense yeah. that makes sense and it's, it's it's the whole thing about being aware and connected to your mind and body like that that is like the yeah, ultimate yeah. thing like listening to what your thoughts are saying what your feelings are saying yeah yeah i think so um, yeah, that was a <laughs> really good, really good conversation. So I end every episode with one question, and that is, what is your version of beauty? All right, okay. So beauty is subjective, but your thoughts and your emotions are real. Mm-hmm. So my version of beauty yeah. is um, being my authentic self, um, being in my natural state of being, <laughs> yeah. which is 
when I think of it, it's joy and love, like so much love and laughter, you know, surrounding myself with color and nature, um, because that's where I feel the most beautiful, like inside. And so, yeah, that's my... <laughs> that's uh, That completely sums up why I wanted you to come on the show, because you are just such pure joy and <laughs> happiness and yeah this has been a great conversation so thank you thank you Chloe. thank you hold up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week kiki palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free hello fresh jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi now that's music to my mouth hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. If you like this episode, hit subscribe and leave us a review. 